I'm Commander Shepard, and the Unnamed Games Podcast is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Shepard out. Hello, people of the internet, and welcome to episode 58 of the Unnamed Games Podcast. I'm Craig, your host, as usual, and with me this week, I have a Mr. Chris Ratster Tweets. How are you, mate? Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Kenobi! Craig, uh, that was not the appropriate response to it. Hello there. <laughs> you know the appropriate response. I, I do apologise. I'm do so apologize. disappointed in you. I feel didn't, didn't uh, or even that one. Was my, was my Obi-Wan Kenobi just that bad that you didn't know it was Obi-Wan Kenobi? Could it have been I'm that? sorry. It was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I knew it was. and it was my, It's just because I've been playing that earlier. So, And the other person, as he was mentioned, for the audio listeners, we have a Mr. Speed Freak Phil. How are you, mate? Well, hoy hoy, people of the internet. I'm good, oh, thank you very much. Boy. Last as usual, got to dip in, got to dig in that. Cause it's still <laughs> every week without fail. Yeah, yeah. One people week, won't one... be getting bored of that at all, mate. Just you, one week. You, you, you do realise, Phil, that that will, that will continue forever until you shut up about being last, right? Yeah, I'm well aware yeah. of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that very much the same as of digging your own grave, I think. <laughs> Pretty much, mate. Pretty much. Pretty much. Right. Uh, so this week, we're going to go through the usual stuff, find out what everyone's been up to. But we're also uh, later, sort of at the top of the show, going to talk a bit about the GTA 5 uh, next gen, stroke current gen, I suppose, now uh, <laughs> releasing um, and the wacky pricing that they have as well. So, uh, But before I go into anything else, I just wanted to mention a little something. So um, obviously, we all know the, uh, the, the goings on over in the Ukraine at the moment, which is just awful. Um, but uh, itch.io are doing a bundle for Ukraine. So it's a really sort of relevant one for all you gamers out there. They're effectively doing a bundle um, of 992 donated indie games. Uh, effectively, it works very much like a humble bundle. You can kind of go in um, and donate. It's a minimum of $10, and you get the entire bundle all included. Um, it's got games like Super Hot, Backbone, uh, Crosscode, uh, Kingdom Two Crowns on there, a few sort of, you know, quite well-known ones. There's a lot of very much unknown games as well, but at the end of the day, you know, all of those profits are going to charity. And as of the time when I last looked, you can see on there, they've currently raised over four and a half million dollars, which is, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. You can see contributions, average is about just under $15, with a top contribution of nine grand, so which is, you know, fantastic. But that's on for another five, five and a half days. Um, so well worth jumping in and getting that. Plus it's all DRM free, so um, you'll get to keep that stuff forever. But I know, um, Chris, you've just jumped on and done it yourself, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, literally, uh, you, you said it pre the show, and I was just like, what is it? Scrolled in, found it, was like, bye. Uh, you yeah. know, it was a, it, just a no-brainer, really, isn't it? You know, like, such good games, cause. It does does such good things out there. It's like, it's like when Humble Bundle rolls around. Like I know it's not mm. the same thing, and not, not to hijack this, but... Humble bundles are a no-brainer. Anything like mm. that is just, it, it's good. You get something from it and you get to do something good at the same time. It's just it gives, yeah, it gives back, win. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Humble Bundle. I've been mm. subscribing to that for, I think, about seven years now. Mm. Don't get me wrong, there is a lot of junk in there. <laughs> but there's usually, every month, you get at least at least two good games in a monthly one. And then they'll mm. generally drop in like um, a publisher-specific one. So like they mm. usually have like a good mm. Codemasters one or... Um, I mean, I haven't seen an EA one for a while, probably just because of EA play, EA. but there's always, and it's just EA, let's be honest, yeah. But there's usually a good kind of publisher bundle that comes around once a lot. Also, um, you tend to find there's a lot of good kind of comic and book bundles on there as yeah. well. Mm. Yeah, they all, um, 
you know, and all of those, you, you can actually, I believe, on the standalone ones, you can decide how much goes to the publisher and how much goes to charity, and you can mm. sell it to 100% to charity as well. Yeah. The yeah, other so, nice uh, thing I think yeah. Humble Bundle do, they do like good like um, themed bundles. Like a few a few years ago, I got a Warhammer one, and it was just like tons of Warhammer games. And then I got a mm. Star Wars one, which is loads of Star Wars games. And then I got old Star classics like mm. X-Wing versus yeah. TIE Fighter, and yeah. X-Wing and TIE Fighter, and then like all uh, the um, Knights of the Old Public games, all this kind of stuff. And Jedi like, yes. Knight as well. Jedi yes, Knight Jedi and, Jedi Knight and, and uh, Jedi Dark Academy. Forces. Dark, Dark Forces, oh, mate. Oh, yes. I need to play those again. Man. Oh, the only we problem with the only... Do you know the only problem with um, Tie Fighter and that is I went to play them and you need a proper HOTAS system because oh. it won't work. It won't work on a gamepad. I was like, ah, because of course it was pre-gamepad, right? So yeah, um, I'm sure there's a workaround. I'm but, sure yeah. I must have played that before on a. Maybe I did play it on a joystick. I think I was thinking you I must play it keep on a mouse, but it probably was joystick, yeah. wasn't it? Maybe not full HOTAS, yeah. but you need a joystick. Yeah, I think to get a joystick nowadays is a HOTAS, right? Yeah, yeah. I think probably back in the day when I was playing that, you, that was the infancy of game pads, really. You know, so back when on a PC you just had a flight stick to control Mate, platformers. I, <laughs> it wouldn't I surprise me though if there was um, there's bound to be like a third party patch you know somebody that somebody oh, yeah. just made to make it work there will be one out there there's one yeah but everything. you see phil i'm lazy <laughs> i could just you buy can't, a hotel. i don't understand how to say, you can't be lazy and be a pc gamer because i can guarantee yeah, yeah. you can try and you play one of those games it won't work you're blocked i'm gonna play dark forces i've got my hotel and it just won't work yeah. And there'll you... be at least forty minutes of Google search. I know, mate, relevant I know. To be fair, to be DLL file that happened you need to with EA Play. I downloaded Populous Two, and I couldn't get the thing to run at all. And I was just like, mm. in the end, I was like, after all the search, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not playing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually, so going back to that, I think that is a stream that we need to do. We need to watch Phil try and play Dark Forces with a Hotas. That I am. I am in for Phil <laughs> on a flight stick playing a first-person shooter. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, so we completely derailed this from the charity. Quickly, do I? No. Sorry, I've totally derailed this from the charity and the message we were trying to convey. So let's get Absolutely back on point. Absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean that was that was pretty much. It's just you know make sure you go there. So it's itch.io. So it's i t c h dot i o. Um, so it's literally the first one that comes up. Um, yep. So Top center of the page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll absolutely. Be, uh, getting my donation in there as well. Yeah. Well worth doing. Well worth doing. Anyway, well, Chris, so, you pointed out a particular game on there that's now got me very intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't. We don't need to cover that. Let's move on. No, we. Can't. <laughs> Let's move on. So Moving the on. The pod does it a little bit. Moving <laughs> on what to the to in the gutter as per usual. <laughs> standard Phil. Standard Phil has resumed, hasn't it? <laughs> and for the listeners and for the viewers, you don't you know get. why it's in the gutter, but believe me, mm. believe I'm me, afraid it's in the gutter. We've got well, to get context got... now. Go on. Oh, do I have to tell him what it was? I can't. Yeah. I can't even, yeah. oh, no. So I it found was... a game on the thing, and the title just amused me. Um, it sounds like it could be a, a great game if you're into it. It's called Thirsty Sword Lesbians. There you yeah. go. That is the name of the game. And I will read you, to be fair to it, I will read you the description because I did, did, did tell the, guy, the guys this. So we've got and, context, of course, yes. Yeah, Thirsty Sword Lesbians is a role-playing game for telling queer stories mm. with friends. If you love angsty disaster lesbians with swords, you have come to the right place. <laughs> So there you go. That's that's what Phil Phil for some reason is obsessed with that all of a sudden. Like that's the reason he's buying the bundle. Honest, it wasn't so much as I said, it's one of those where I was like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It was it wasn't that, so much. That, that that's not why he's buying it, Craig. Honest. <laughs> Honest, that's not why he's buying it. As I've just had a really great comment come into the comment section here that I'm gonna have to read out. It's from Lee C. And it is uh, Phil on a first person. Shouldn't it be a last person? But a <laughs> Lee, you are a champion. Lee, my I sh- man. I yes. salute you. Yes, Lee. Yes. Yes, Lee. 
Oh! You guys stuck the knife in, and now the crowd are turning in the blade. I love it, mate. I love it. Feeling oh, the last person. Fantastic. Anyway, moving on. We completely derailed straight away. About eight minutes of talking absolute rubbish. Um, well, so a standard <laughs> podcast, isn't it? This is, prepare for the next, prepare Sorry, the next 68 the minutes first. of us talking rubbish. Oh, That's all we do. Probably we yeah, aim Matt. for the 58-minute mark before we start yeah, talking about anything yeah. relevant well, or topical. I say, you might, but I don't. I'm like, yeah. well... Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a topic. We're talking the about things. The amount of times you are. we sit on this podcast at the beginning, because we have a bit of prep time beforehand. We sit and go, we haven't got a lot to talk about. It'll probably be quite a short one this week. <laughs> Two hours later, <laughs> um, we, we finally no, wrap it up. But like, there was, so just a bit of context on that as well. Just for the, this is, uh, Last week, we, we were just sort of saying, I said, I'll do a bit of a review on the Batman in the pre, pre-show. We're like, yeah, yeah that'll, that'll be quite lengthy. And we, we were ready for that to be a bit of a chunk. And Alan was like, yeah, I'll be really short this week. I haven't got much to say. <laughs> Craig goes, so Elden Ring, and Alan goes into like 30 minutes of Elden Ring. And, and then I was just like, Alan didn't have a lot to say, eh? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah. God help us if Alan does have a lot to say. What we can do is we just leave the podcast on overnight and we'll all nip off and come back yeah. at nine o'clock the next morning and maybe you'll be done by then. <laughs> Coming in with me bowl of cereal to listen to him making his final point. <laughs> Well, as as uh, you know, it's usually uh, Alan talking lots and lots about his subject, or our good friend here, Mister Rats, the tweets. Don't know we're going to go mean. to you first, Phil. And we, you know, you've been watching a little something uh, from the Star Trek universe, haven't you? Oh, I have. I have. They Ooh. have released season two of Picard, Ooh. and I have to yes. say, yes. if you are in any way a Star Trek fan, this is like the pinnacle of what star trek could be mm-hmm. it's just it's got the characters it's got the cast it's people this will be no spoilers as well just love. so i will not knows. be saying yeah obviously yeah. the title picard i think gives away the fact that there will be captain picard in it <laughs> i don't think aside from that yeah. yeah aside from that i've no time about but it has there's the going to be there. space in it <laughs> there may be some stars and we may trek them <laughs> true there will be space there will be starships and there will be Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I'm not going to tell you any more about that spoiler. Mm-hmm. But it is the pinnacle of a Star Trek episode. Like it has mm-hmm. everything. It has mm-hmm. conversation. It has exponent. It has battles. It has anomalies. Oh, it's mm-hmm. just like <laughs> anomalies. It's all what they've done. They take like normally they take a whole like you know. Oh, there's a space anomaly, and that's one episode. And it's like oh, we're going to meet some people. That's an episode. Oh, there's a crisis. That's an episode. They just went. Yeah. <laughs> crammed it all in <laughs> go 45 minutes later I was just like Ooh. <laughs> yeah I think for me it's it, this see, start of season 2 compared to because I loved season 1 I thought it was really great I had some weaker parts in through season 1 but it, all in all it was a really great series and it, and it had that um, you know, real great kind of throwback to a lot of stuff from from the next generation. Which for me, that is my Star Trek. I grew up with Next Gen, um, and, and that is Star Trek to me. And I think the start of this season, it just felt so much more Next Gen, and it felt mm. like we were entering back into an updated, you know, twenty. What was it now? Twenty odd years on from the next generation. It just it um, felt like we we're about to go on an adventure, didn't it? It yes. just started. Mm. It was. It, it felt like the start of an adventure. Mm, it, it, you yeah. know, it felt it felt very much like no spoilers, but like, don't you find that the end of the episode very mm. much felt like the beginning of a normal next gen episode of what happened? Like, it, it's kind of like oh, yes. that, that was like the setup, and then the credits would roll in next generation, and mm. like with this, you kind of get all the setup in the first episode, and mm. then like the end of the setup happens, and you're like, 
what? That's the end of the episode. You can't leave yeah. it there. That's crazy yeah. good, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I watched episode one. Uh, I haven't seen two yet. Two launched yesterday. No, I haven't uh, actually I know, watched I know episode our, two yet either. Yeah, I know yeah. our partner in crime, Mr. Allen, has seen it. I think mm. from what I remember, he put it. The, That's why he's not on the anyway. podcast this week because yeah. we didn't want him talking about it. And <laughs> and, and I got to say, I, I I would have watched it today, but I got sidetracked. I had to run around. I caught up with some old friends, etc. But yeah, mm. I am so excited to sit down and watch. Like I think probably when I finish the pod, yeah. actually, first thing I'm going to do is fire up Amazon Prime and, Me and watch uh, episode two because I'm mm. so excited for this. Although I will say this. Poor form from some of the cast. I went onto my Instagram, minding my own business, and a spoiler right there on my Instagram from the cast yesterday. I wasn't very That's impressed with that. So if any of the stars of Star Trek uh, Picard are watching our podcast, <laughs> can I just say, please refrain from posting Obviously. spoilers on your Instagrams. You know? <laughs> well, what you really mean is, for, for could all of the ones that are watching, could you the odd ones that aren't watching, could you tell them not to? Yeah, that does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, could you, know, you just pass the message years. down? You know, yeah. None of yeah. that Chinese whispers... The exact message, do not yeah. spoil it for Chris. Yeah. Because then we'll find out. About so Patrick Stewart, I know you were listening, so yeah, Sir Patrick yeah. Stewart, could you just could you just let the cast know? Just yeah. send out the decree. Because obviously. <laughs> why wouldn't he be listening to this? Yeah, why not? I mean, the quality of this podcast, we've only derailed twice already, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, absolutely banging episode. Um, you know, obviously we can't talk too much about it because we don't want to spoil it because it's so early on. Um, but yeah, definitely get out there. Get I think we've been doing so much stupid guesswork as well and like and it's mm. it's that it's that brilliant episode where it puts you in this position where it could go a million and one ways and you can theorize it as much as you like and you might get it right you might not you know mm. and uh and it just it just looks it just looks to be set, that, the setup that is that's one of my favorite things is when they when you know when they get a series right when you get to the end whether it's the first or the second episode and you're like oh and you can just see thing. you know the cog starts being like oh I could go that way or I could mm. go this way mm. I love it I love having yeah. those conversations don't want it about where I think it's going to go. No, don't want I want to, to be slapped there. around the face with a wet salmon in surprise. Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> maybe not Maybe not a wet salmon, but you know what I mean. Slap Bit of an insight into Phil's kinks there. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I want to know what's caused you know this what? very specific like wet there salmon There was a mini fantasy. advert. There was an um, advert for the mini, and it's like... I don't know, it's like 2005 uh-huh. or something. And they're literally driving uh-huh. along and there's a bloke jogging and she drives past the mini and she batters him around the face with a salmon. And it's just okay. hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what it <laughs> is. I want that it? kind of shock to happen to me, okay? Because he did not okay. see it coming. Okay. <laughs> I give up. But um, you know, on, on that, here's a tangent for you. Here's a weird tangent for you. On that, weird salmon commercials. Did you ever oh. see back in the day the, I think it's the, the John Wesson one with the bear was fishing by the creek. I love that. And then advert. out of nowhere, the guy's like, look! Yeah, <laughs> kicks the, the bear in the nuts. That's <laughs> wicked. So, so great. If you haven't yeah. seen it, Google, YouTube it. It's fantastic. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Quality stuff, quality stuff. So, um, we're going to move on. Something I want to talk about. Again, I know I spoke about... Well, I tried to speak about it last week, and then Alan, after saying he didn't have much to talk about it, went on a mad 25-minute rant about it. But that's it. So you're going to fill out the bulk of this episode with all yeah. the stuff you didn't have to say last week, I didn't right? get to say, yeah. Par for the course there, boys. Par for the yeah. course. So it's uh, the, the Elden Ring, or Elden Ring. I think it's the Edward Elden Ring or Elden Ring? Just Elden I think it's Ring, just Elden it? Ring, yeah. Um, so I have been... Okay. 
So I like I like a bit of Dark Souls. I like a bit of Blood. But I play those games. I try them. I play a little bit. I get really frustrated and I have to turn it off because I'm just not good enough and I, and I just <laughs> I give up. I get too frustrated. Um, Elden Ring, however, I have now I must have sunk. God, I don't know. I must be thirty five hours in, maybe forty hours into it now. Um, it is. I mean, I'm I'm a big Destiny two fan and Destiny have just released their best expansion ever. I was absolutely loving it. I haven't touched it since. Um, Elder Ring came out. It took a little while. I'm glad while you to... are glad you talked me into buying that, Craig, because I played it with you. You stopped and I've stopped. Yeah. I will I will be back in. Pain yeah. down below. <laughs> no, I'm we will it's be there back when it. I need it. Yeah. But it's the Elden Ring just absolutely the, the, the open world is for all Alan's frustrations with it, you know, that it doesn't hold hand hold. Um it has it, the, the sense of wonder, the sense of exploration, the sense of achievement when you find things and explore and find new areas is absolutely, as far as I'm concerned, unparalleled in any kind of open world game I've ever played. It is just, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, I've been, I, I, I've been to certain areas where I've, um, I've all of a sudden found a map fragment that is just doubled the size of the map then it's doubled the size of the map again then it's doubled the size of the map again but every time these map areas open up they are huge they are massive they are vast but every single corner has got so many little tiny details and it's it, there's no there's none of this copy paste that you would get in a lot of games so you know it's not like a yeah yeah you sorry, no, I had a, a cut of cough there sorry yeah uh, yeah it's you know there's there's a lot of open world games they have a kind of a style you know you have a one of the zones it will have a fortress in it and it will have towers in it and it'll have x amount of this type of activity and x amount of this type of activity every every area you go into it feels completely organic it doesn't feel like it's a manufactured built level of a game it feels like an act of god has rampaged through this world and shattered it to pieces it's so natural and organic um it's it, i mean it's just so let's take for for example i um i walked into a particular area um and i found a weird little glowing twig of a tree and i've never seen one of these anywhere else in the entire map i went up and clicked it and all of a sudden this ghostly apparition appeared and started walking off then there was golden like footprints on the floor so i ended up following it all the way down this cliff that led me to this secret dungeon, which I then fought all the way through with these different types of new enemies I hadn't experienced before to fight a boss to get a really cool weapon. Um, and then I came back out of there into another kind of open plained area and I could see there was basically a mausoleum um, that was on legs with a bell swinging underneath, just walking around in this field. And what the hell? I mean, it gives you no indication as to what's going on. So I wandered over to go and have a look at it. I assume the critical hit point was to crack him in the nuts, yeah? In the hit what? him in the bells. Hit in the bells. <laughs> Got hit him in the bells, haven't you? But um, tss, cheers, Phil. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have no, an interesting question. No, incidentally, I'd like to dissociate my brand from Phil at the minute. Yeah, like <laughs> you know. Probably shouldn't have had that so, kind of um, Yeah, no, you're, you're not tall enough to be able to hit the bell on it. I, You know, I did try, Phil. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll give it another go next time. But So I wandered off and I found like a little merchant. Normal merchant, they sell random goods. And I found he had a little note. So I got that note off him and it gave me a clue on how to get the mausoleum to drop, which opened a whole new mechanic to the game. And this is like 35 hours in. It's constant new mechanics, new enemies, new levels. It's just, it's... The game is absolutely fantastic. Um, the difficulty is high, but it's it's kind of um, 
it's scaled really well. So it's not it's not level gated as such. It's it's skill gated. So you know if you are if you are bloody good at the game, you can just go through and take bosses out. You know that that is not a problem. You're just doing slightly less damage and you're taking more damage. But so if you are struggling a bit with a boss, you can go. You know what? I'm going to come on. I'm just going to explore. And by exploring, you're just going to get more runes, you're just going to level up a little bit more, you're going to be able to do a little bit more damage, it just kind of drops that difficulty down a little bit. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely staggering, this game. It, um, you know, it, it's, it, I can't, I can't, I honestly can't say a, a bad thing about it. Um, yes, what was your question, Phil? Well, that leads me on to, so um, kind of earlier in the week, I suggested in terms of a, a quick conversational point on this was about the kind of design of Elden Ring versus what we see in most of these new open world games. Yep. Um, and there's quite a, a big online debate around this as to whether the Elden Ring way, where it, as you said, it doesn't hold your hand, like you get a map, for example, but you only mm. get a segment of that map. And at best, you unlock one of your little glowy fire things and it kind of gives you a general direction of where to go next. Mm. And that's basically all you get. Yeah. And you wander over there and you explore and you'll find a mausoleum with a bell hanging off the bottom of it or you'll find a horrible boss yeah. or you'll find a chest that teleports you into another dungeon with loads of high-level enemies where you spend yeah. your time getting absolutely rinsed. Yeah. <laughs> and then by contrast, you've got, for example, like Horizon Forbidden West or dare I put mm. it in the same category and this hurts me to do this, but a Ubisoft game. Yeah. Where again, you have <laughs> a vast open world mm-hmm. and... The difference is that you have this map pretty much unlocked from the start. I mean, yes, okay, various more details pop as you go in there, but let's be honest, you get a map, you get a sea of icons, as you said, mm-hmm. and you know, well, if I go over there, I can go and fight that dude, or if I go over there, I can find a side quest, or if I go here, I can get to this side story. Um, and again, you get the same thing. Like, yeah, the other part of this one, the first part is the map side, and the second part is the UI layout, and it's basically Elden Ring you get, well, a UI it doesn't really pause the game or anything, and it's fairly bland. Then you've got Ubisoft with like a compass, and you've got a map, and you've got your abilities, and then you've got mm. sea of sewage basically on the screen, pointing and mm. telling you everything you don't need to know about the game. Yeah, um, and I guess you know you've played Assassin's Creed games, and you mm-hmm. generally kind of get stuck on the grind. You know, what's your thoughts around this? Do you have a preference now, or yeah. is there a, a? So, I mean, for me. You know, and again, it, there's, there's different games out for everybody. You know, some people will like to play an open world game as, I mean, this is kind of probably your more your sort of thing, Phil, where you, you kind of, you get a kick out of almost those like tick boxes, like, you know, making sure you've cleared everything on a checklist. Go, right, I've cleared all that. I'm done in that area and I can no, move on is, to the next one. That is one. the single worst thing about those games is because I can see it, I have to do it. Yeah, if that's it what wasn't I mean. there, I could move on completely oblivious. Well, there you go, I would Lucy. be so, happy, happy. <laughs> I think, you know, because it's a lot of that, it's almost reminiscent from a kind of an MMO standpoint. It is all this like activity, you're like doing all these little tasks, these little jobs. And I think there is a place for that, you know. And I think Ubisoft games have tried, and Horizon Forbidden West have tried to kind of bridge that gap and reduce the amount of that um, over the years. You know, you have this, like the guided mode and then the exploration modes. So the guided modes are very clearly pointing you almost with a massive flashing arrow in the direction you need to go and giving you tips popping up left, right, over here, you moron. Exactly. This is where you need to go. To the exploration mode, really reducing that down. And, you know, you've just got, you know, question marks and stuff dotted on the map. What I would like to see, and I think Elden Ring has kind of almost it's kind of proved this because how wildly successful it is and how fantastic the reviews have been for it you know if you do it right i think they almost need to expand what they're doing there and have it so that they can reduce that 
another level. So have it as this real, almost like a cinematic type exploration mode. But the problem, you know, that's that's ideal world situation. That the problems that they will then encounter is its core game design that will start to they'll start to struggle with because, you know, you've got. Let's let's take Forbidden West as just as an example because I played that most recently as another open world game. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. to a particular point in the game where it says, right, you can go here if you're level 17. You have to be level 22 to go here or level 30 to go here or something like that. Um, so without that guidance, you might be going off into an area and getting completely stuck and not knowing what you're doing to level up or find the right tool to be able to access a certain area. So the game needs to be designed with almost at that lowest common denominator, designed with the point of having no UI, no HUD, no guidance at all, and then build it upwards from there to make it easier for, say, you know, maybe someone who's younger or someone who's less experienced with games who needs just a bit more guidance that way. That's that's my thoughts behind so, it. But I've always been, I've always been, and, and, and I know I've said it on this podcast many times, I am a, a wild opponent of... Open world games with icons splitted everywhere. I look a game and I look that looks really cool, and then I go into the game and I see hundreds of icons dotted everywhere, and I just think I can't, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do all that. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. No, I mean that was kind of my point. I mean, I, I know Chris when we sort of discuss this, you are I don't particularly have loads to weigh in, but I'm guessing you kind, you must have had some kind of experience in terms of. I think. I think. Or could you just have an opinion on it? <laughs> yeah, listen to Craig talk. I mean, there's, there's certainly, I think what it comes down to, I think, I think it's it's not as simple as just full UI, no UI. There is a certain amount of like how how is your game supposed to be played, um, mm. you know? And I think if you're talking about something like obviously not having played Elden Ring, I don't know. It sounds like Elden Ring is all about that that moments of exploration and discovery. But like if uh, like I think there's a there's a what I don't like about Ubisoft's approach to it is it's very much a copy paste of the of the way it works. You know, so mm. if you play the division, the map feels the same as if you play Assassin's Creed. It's, it feels the same as if you yeah, play Ghost or Recon. Breakpoint or mm. yeah. So okay. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I think you should approach each game and be just like, like so Ghost Recon with a map full of icons isn't what I'd want to see either. But in it's it's it certainly leans more into something like the division. Where you've got like the, the, the if you just take the first one in New York, you know you're having all the streets and you know you're supposed to have this contact lens that shows you all this tactical readout. Mm, you're supposed yeah. to pull up a map, which is a virtual layout that, that works work thematically with the game. Yeah, doesn't it? exactly. So, but this is yeah. this is where I'm yeah. saying it's like. Mm. But if you put that, if you go to Ghost Recon, especially let's just take just take the last one, uh, Breakpoint, break point. Yeah. where you're supposed to be cut off on an island, you know, isolated, like you wouldn't have all of the information you should be like running into things and maybe you'll find a laptop which will unlock areas of the map for you etc and that used to be certainly there used to be more of that kind of stuff you know in games where you would have to go and find your intel you know it wasn't just a case of yeah like they go here it's basically ubisoft tacked onto that assassin's creed find a find a hub unlock it shows you the map thing which again if you go to the division, works quite well for the division, but it doesn't feel right in Ghost Recon, you know. So yeah. see, Ghost Recon Breakpoint's yeah. an interesting one because you do have that, you know. Well, I, yeah, there is now. You had that exploration mode. No, you had the exploration mode from day one, but the problem is it still had the gear score. Yeah. And that's what caused the the two worlds didn't work. You know, they just butted heads basically, yeah. and that was yeah. the problem. But whereas now, if you were to go and play it, you put it on the guided mode, particularly yeah. in the, the kind of hardcore or the traditional style where you're not leveling up and things mm. like that, gear scored. You know, I actually, I think Ghost Recon does a really good job of that. Like, you know, you don't find, you get a map and it's But that's blank, after, after but then it tags the changing, landmarks. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
it's just you know I'm sitting there and I'm giving Ubisoft a bad rap and I'm saying oh the Ubisoft yeah. icons well, are terrible. But actually, yeah, but I think Breakpoint's a really it. good. Yeah, but Breakpoint's yeah. a really good counterpoint of something they've done that actually I yeah. feel now works. But this thing, but now like when they when they Ubisoft, this is my point about Ubisoft's copy paste approach where when when Ubisoft launched it they were just like. Make it the same as the other games. Make it the same as Division. And then, and then, the it, and then, you know, yeah. again, it comes back to that point. Like, you know, it wouldn't work in Elden Ring by the sounds of things, and it shouldn't be in Elden Ring. It shouldn't be in Ghost Recon. Like, especially mm-hmm. when your theme of your game is you're cut off, isolated, you know, fighting 100%. for your life. Every corner mm-hmm. should be death. You know, like it's it, it it's if if you make a game, and that's what I think if you talk about Ghost Recon Breakpoint in a bigger picture, that whole thing was what. You know, knocked people off was the fact that you're this sole sole survivor surviving in, against the odds, and here's geared scored weapons. You yeah. know, and like, you and can, oh, when um, you wander into the hub and there's like fifty other people in there, yeah, who it's, it's all lone it didn't, survivors. It didn't yeah, work thematically. Just... It's not. It's not the right thing to do. You know, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So there was a whole problem with that game where it was designed to be one thing, and someone came along at some point and went, "No, it needs to be this thing," and it became something different. I think what just yeah, forget the UI point of Elden Ring. Like, I mean, it's part of the whole thing, but the bigger discussion really here isn't about UI. It's about game design and mm. being able to design the yeah. game you want to design, right? And mm. Elden Ring, in every respect, is the game that From set out to build. They made, they went mm. to they went to make an open world Dark Souls, and they wanted to keep that, you know, those those terrifying moments of like things. And and I mean, I've not played it. It's not for me at all. Um, I don't care if it's easier than other Dark Souls games. Mm. I don't enjoy those games. It's not. I mean, I probably would get more out of this than. You know, hmm. Dark Souls, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to spend my time doing that. I've not really been switched on to Xbox the last few weeks. I've not been feeling that. You know, like mm. but I said, to you guys before the thing. I saw Gardens of the Galaxy on Game Pass, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give that a go. I kind of want to mm. re- reunite my mojo. I'm going to give it a punt. But um, I was like, you know, I don't think there's anything for me in Elden Ring. That doesn't mean though, that the game isn't designed fantastically, and like this mm. map, this map system is perfect for that game. And I think that's the bigger picture. It's not just a case of the UI is this is how all UIs should be done because it's mm. not you know UIs should be mm. complementary to their game and like I say yeah. for me the division as well though like as much as I say the, the map full of icons works for the division I would also like the division to be a little more surprising at points you know mm. like so one, of the, one of the best things about the division 2 when it launched was the interactive world but the fact you could see everything on the map like was a little bit frustrating at points you know I'd like to they did it because they were showing off how great the interactive map was and how it would things the same the other but it would be nice to sort of you turn a corner in fact it did happen on a couple of occasions like one of the best moments ever and for me in the division two was actually in the beta i was uh exploring the, the beta and there's a point where you get down to the sewer and i went down to the sewer and i was like oh what's that noise it doesn't sound like too much and i turned around the corner and there was this bloody great guy in front of me like uh, i mean i was just like oh, no, oh, no. and I, I was on party chat with a couple of my mates and i just started screaming and he's like what well, i'm like he's got a chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> i'm like running away from a guy with a chainsaw yeah. and um and i was screaming because it, it took me by completely surprise and scared but mm. again that was that was a, a I, I you know those kind of moments you need to have and a map full of icons is certainly going to detract from that but in a game that's like, that's you know, the thing though the right? division so, kind of needs it as well to a degree yeah, so it's ubisoft, finding the sweet spot ubisoft re, they kind of you know reinvigorated the open world mm, genre by yeah. creating this kind yeah, with of origins but, yeah but yeah but it's well, well you know even before that you know this whole the kind first of assassin's creed attack, had the yeah, yeah i suppose yeah, yeah. the very you first know, assassin's creed was where it started really Exactly, yeah. Uh, but that is, it's 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 getting tired now because every game's starting to feel the same, you know. So what Elden Ring now has done is they've come along and they've been wildly successful doing something different. Mm-hmm. And again, I completely agree with what you're saying, Chris, that it isn't a, again, a, a one-size-fits-all. You play The Division, The Division is essentially an MMO. 
you know, it's an MMO light. Yeah. You know, that's what they are. Same yeah. as Destiny. And you know, the looters yeah. are MMO lights. You know, they're MMOs for consoles that are easily accessible. Um, and that, you know, you need all that information everywhere because that's just the core of the game. It would be less for not having it. Um, but I think it's just time that I think a lot of developers now start looking at it and going, you know what? People are start. you know, the, 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 the trends are changing, the winds and the tides are moving along and, and we need to kind of, you know, up our game with this and not just keep doing the same thing over and yeah, over again. Yeah, it's very much a case of we're, we're moving into this new generation. If you remember, I think the biggest the biggest change we had with this was when we went from the OG Xbox and PlayStation 2 to Xbox 360 and mm. Play, PlayStation 3, that era, right? Because there was a fundamental change in what the machines could produce. And we saw the first Assassin's Creed and things like this. The games became, became so much bigger in that moment, do you know what I mean? That was mm. the first, that was such a yeah. massive transformation of scale. Now I know we're, we're we're potentially on this, you know, step again. And I remember when the first Assassin's Creed launched on 360. I was like, this is the first next gen game because of course then it was next yeah. gen. Now it's next gen. This that time. was stunning yeah. that game. But I remember out. getting that mm-hmm. and being like, but but that, that game suffered from a myriad of problems. Oh yeah, of game design issues. Yeah. But it wasn't the map and the the hub issues that was the problem. Mm. The problem with with Assassin's Creed was that you only had four activities and you did them ad infinitum and it yeah. was tedious. Yeah. And then don't even get me started on the goddamn flags, right? Yeah. Like, Hunter I, co- flags. I collected oh. every single flag in that you bloody didn't. game. I did. Oh but I've got a full 1,000 Gs on Assassin's Creed, first one. Um, and yeah, and uh, yeah, so there are, there are a myriad, myriad of problems within Assassin's Creed. So, so collection quests in open world are bloody horrible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to put a collection quest in, for God's sake, mark them on the map. You know, mm-hmm. like, don't make people like. Yeah, for a hundred and one stupid feathers or whatever it is, and that's in the second one actually, isn't it? But like, find them was such a chore. Do you remember? See, I'll tell you. What. Do you remember? Sorry, Phil, just but go, just go talking about collections with stuff and and talking about huds and things. Do you remember GTA Four when they put in the pigeons? You had to go and shoot, and they it wasn't even a thing anywhere. It didn't tell you about going to get them. You just randomly spot a pigeon somewhere, shoot it, and I I think it used to give you a like a a ping or something for for getting this pigeon. I think there was. 50 of them in the whole city and it was absolutely I mean I don't think anybody ever found all them pigeons maybe there was somebody but well, I think I maybe found you know yeah, someone probably. would have done it yeah, I think I maybe found three of them you know just randomly yeah. like what a thing to try and find in a city as dense as something like GTA has <laughs> <laughs> sorry Phil you were saying yeah um, I mean I was just going to kind of weigh in on my opinion of the whole thing and I think I think it's really the key point I picked up from Craig's is it's all about the level design actually like if the level oh. design is, if it's designed well enough. Just for the audio listeners, uh, Mr. Mr. Longfangs, although he's not on the podcast, he is listening and he got all the pigeons. Of course, of course he did, Alan. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Phil. We're going to rename him. Even his flag. Rename him next week, Pigeon Killer. That's it. Yeah. Pigeon Killer from now on. <laughs> yeah. It's a new nickname for another 50 The Pigeonator. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, that's it. He is the pigeonator. There you go. <laughs> Sold. Uh, sorry, Phil. Sold sorry, for the Phil. first bit. Of, I don't even know what I was going to say now. Is it relevant? Level design. Level design, Phil. No, the, I was saying the thing I took from Craig's is it's all about the level design. And I think I, I couldn't agree more with you. Like, mm. You know, the big thing, particularly when you tried to play like the first Horizon, is you just couldn't stand the level design. The second one, you said you preferred that. Mm. Um, the thing I found most frustrating i think about these assassin's creeds is the way the icons all popped up on the screen and one of the things i've i'm a big fan of that's now sort of coming up a lot more particularly like ghost recon does it um horizon forbidden west does it um it's those dynamic huds where when you're just about exploring the world all of the information just falls away like you know the mm. 
the, the compasses and your weapon and your bullets and your whatever you've got equipped, it all just sort of fades into the background yeah. while you're doing your exploration bit. And I'd really like to see, you know, more open world games do that. You know, I don't want mm. a map permanently up in the corner there. One of my favorite things about Breakpoint they added was that one of the light HUD modes, it still allowed you to tag enemies, a la Ghost Recon, but it just had a compass. Like a little compass in the bottom right of the corner with just your direction. So you could open up your map, go, right, I need to go and look at that building that's not tagged. It's northeast of here. And then I close it and I just wander through the jungle northeast. Mm. And that's a big thing for me. It's like, you know, the, the, the whole UI, it can be immersion breaking. There, you know, there is a point and a time that you need that, for example, in particular. I think it was it Gears of War 1 didn't have like a health bar, but your screen started going red as you were yeah. getting mm. more and more damaged. The game would fill up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and to a certain degree, like that, that was a little bit not quite enough. Like, you know, I need to know when I'm mi minutes from death and not when it's blocking my entire screen. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's when you're dead, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's too late at that point. You know, the, <laughs> that ship has already sailed, so to speak. But yeah. I certainly think there's that element where they can, you know, detach all of those. You know, if they have mm. to have, like, you know, the where you're searching around and finding things, they have to detach that stuff. While you're doing exploration, do you know what? I forget what it was. I think, do you know what? If you go back, do you know what I think would be a great example of what you're talking about as well? Go back and re watch years ago the very first division trailer. And there was a point in that where they opened a case for a weapon case, mm. and it just, it just really like because obviously the, the idea is the division agent has the contact lens that scans things. Mm. And as I open it, it reads what the gun is, it scans the gun, reads what it is, and gives you a readout of all the things That's on it. So cool. And it was like, if it does that, I mean, mm. if, if the game did that, it'd be like, yeah, instead we get these like drops and pop ups like mm. we always have. That is what you want games to become. Like. That's doable. what we're, we're moving towards. We're moving yeah, it towards. It's doable. Now, there there just needs to be, a... and that's that's what we need the next division to have, or the next whatever. Yeah. That yeah. that's going to be like I think the future of UI is going to be more contextual, like you say, Phil. Mm. It'll be like it comes in when it's needed. You know, I think that first that first division like trailer has a great concept of what a good UI could look like moving mm -hmm. forward, and it's a shame the the original divisions never got there. And I think that no, I think well, you see loads of great UI concepts. Actually, to be fair, it's not just the division. That's just the only one I can really think of. But I think that one, it, like, that moment of opening the case, I remember always being disappointed that when I found a gun, it wasn't like that. You know, it didn't open. There was a gun yeah. inside, and there, you know, I can understand when it drops on the floor. It wasn't necessarily going to be like that. But you know, like a gun case should be a moment where you open it, see yeah. it, take it away. You're going to see this stuff. I think when when once we get to that point where they stop cross-genning games yeah. when we when we lose the ps4 and the xbox one and we're just purely making stuff for series x ps5 pc that's when we're going to start to see this stuff because a lot of these engines they're designed to work on this older hardware you know and it's I'm the really same I'll take, it's yeah take take um uh, destiny for example destiny, destiny destiny 2 for example that engine fundamentally was designed to work on an xbox 360 and it's always going to have that limitation yeah. you know what i mean so I'll it looks you what... brilliant but it's the actual architecture of it is, is, is quite minimal. There's only so much they can do. There's only so many enemies they can have on the screen. Sorry, Phil, go on. You know, I, I was just saying that what I just thought that pinged up to my mind is Ghost to Tsushima. Mm. So you didn't have icons to tell you where to go. If you wanted to figure out, well, yeah, you had to swipe up on the touchpad and you got the wind would yeah. blow mm. in the direction and all the That's grass would move like, in that yeah. direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they had like the collectible. So the collectathons in that was these little flowers that you used to buy items from shops. And there was, I think, 102 flowers or something, or some ludicrous number like that. But they were never marked on the map. You had to unlock a skill that would then use the wind to guide you to the next nearest flower. Mm. So they'd never pop up on a menu. You'd never know. Like, obviously, it had the kind of counter thing in the collection. Say you've collected 52 of 57 or whatever it was. Mm. But you just click on it and you go, okay, well, there's a flower in that direction. You'd have to follow it, and then you'd have to find the flower. It didn't pop out. It didn't start glowing in the environment to tell you it was there. You just had to go, oh, yeah, it's a 
red or blue or whatever colored flower it was and i need to pick that up and it was only when you got near it that then contextually the queue would pop up to tell you to pick it up yeah so maybe actually, we'll um, see maybe we'll see with things like you know there's the avatar game coming out and there'll be that new star wars game from massive coming out who knows maybe these games that are designed purely for this current gen will start to see some differences with it but speaking of speaking of minimal uis right minimal ui minimal huds yeah, there is a game that Chris has been playing that has the most minimal HUD <laughs> you will ever see in a game everywhere, haven't you, Chris? Well, it's not really. It's not really. Uh, got a HUD. It's called because... real life. <laughs> it's called my eyes and reality. No, I'm just. I was saying a Google like, Glass. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, been, I haven't been playing a lot of uh, Xbox and stuff recently, and uh, not really sat in front of it. This is annoying me because I kind of want to get fire Mojo again because I want to. I've got to finish God of War and a load of other stuff as well. But um, I was like, oh, you know, but but my, my buddy Brad. Shout out to Brad. Uh, me and him have been re- re- rediscovering our love of X-Wing the Miniatures game. Um, now, we don't play the, the up-to-date one. We don't play the Wave 2 one because we're tight and we don't want to buy all the expansion stuff that makes our, <laughs> makes our models work. We're quite happy playing the old one. We're not interested in competitive play. What we're interested in is Brad being a janky idiot and ruining all my ships. But, I mean, um, <laughs> so yeah, as you, can, as, you can, as you can well imagine, basically, me and Brad had a game last night and I got absolutely served by Bradley's janky combo nonsense damn scum villainy bloody <laughs> chips so yeah uh, if you don't know what it is uh x-wing miniatures game is tabletop miniatures game you have little models of the ships from star wars uh you know, so you can get millennium falcon or yt 1300 you know uh, corellian freighters there's yt 2400s there's um x-wings of all varieties so t65s t70s you've got uh y-wings u-wings you know, you name it. It's a ship in Star Wars is probably a, uh, a game through it. So much so that there are these epic ships, which are big ones. I have a CR-90 Corvette, the blockade runner, from the very start of the very first movie, the first ship you ever see in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I have one of those. That's an epic ship. It has different rules. And I also have, if you remember, do you remember the Rebels Escape from Hoth? And they, have the, they load the people onto the transports and they fly away, the big thing that looks kind of... It looks, oh, like, it half, looks like a woodlouse. Domed. Looks yeah. like a woodlouse, yeah. Or, a, or yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, I've got a one of those. propelled woodlouse, but yeah. woodlouse I've got one of those, and it's uh, space it's, uh, woodlouse. Yeah, it, 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 we call it the cuttlefish because it looks like a cuttlefish yeah. as well. Um, and it is it is so unbelievably useless in the game because it has no weapons, <laughs> no weapons. It's just like a moving barrier. Just get it, it in is, the way yeah, of the good ships. It is exactly what it is. It's a barrier that could also jam other ships and mess them up. But it doesn't do anything offensively. Other than, other than with epic ships, if you fly them into little ships, other yeah, the non-epic ships, you insta-kill them. So uh, it can be an amazing battering ram. It's a battering ram. ram. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally a tank, isn't it? You've got yeah. your tank set up, you put it at the front, and you fly it to everything. But it's, it's a pretty rubbish flies. tank, because it doesn't take a lot of damage. It just, like, it's absolutely yeah. battered. But <laughs> it's, it's quite... They're quite fun, to be fair. And anyway, so it's just yeah, so a suicide bomber, then. Yeah, kind like, of. Yeah. You, you save it till the end. You think, oh dear, right? Okay, yeah. I'm going to lose. Send in the suicide and, bomber. And so, it's like the and little so, kamikaze and worms. There are, there are actually, <laughs> Phil. You just said there are actually kamikaze ships you can set up in X-wing. There's a thing called a Z95 uh, headhunter, which is a little Z95 fighter. And you can load it with a thing called Dead Man Switch. So when it dies, it just blows up and does damage to everything around it. So you can just load up loads of them and fly at nice. people with suicide swarms, which is uh, yeah, a lot of fun. But yeah, so basically it works. You, you get your cards, you get your pilots. You think, I'm going to introduce Craig to it in the near future mm. because I think he's, uh, he's up for a game of that. So Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a bit of fun. You can get, and if, you, if, you're, if you're interested, I re- would recommend it. It's a fun game, but be warned, it does come with a health warning and a wallet warning. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got a Star Wars label on it. Of course, it it's, comes um, with a wallet warning. It, well, it's one of those things that you go, I'll just have a little bit. I'll, I'll just buy a starter set. And then you're like, yeah. I can't it's a miniature warning. It seems all miniatures seem to have the oh, same. Oh, mate, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I, I, I just I just defla- described it to a friend. They were like, so what's it like? I was like, this is just Star Wars flavoured plastic crack. 
You know, yeah, you've got yeah, Warhammer yeah. flavoured plastic crack. This is just the Star Wars flavour. You guys you know, all get so... two miniatures, and I'm just afraid to even look at them just because yeah. I know what kind of damage it's already done to Craig's wallet, and he's still a beginner, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I think the know, thing is, you don't, have to, you don't have to go all in on it. You can just buy a couple of shoes yeah. and Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> oh, let's Talking play about this. board game type things, oh, actually, I'm not going to go into it now because um, Alan's not here, but Alan arranged a um, Dungeons & Dragons game. I don't know if we mentioned this on a podcast. You did not. mention it uh, a couple of weeks ago because you were, you were going to say to win it. Uh, Alan right. didn't mention he was going to be running it. Yeah, game, so yeah. We'll, we'll make sure we do a little bit of a segment mm. on that. Uh, won't be next week, maybe the week after because um, it was it was really, really good fun. My first um, foray into Dungeons & Dragons. It's Alan D&D, did, Jerry. Oh, it's brilliant fun. Alan did a great job um, of being... Well done, Alan. I know you're listening. I think you are still. Yeah. Um, he did a quality job of uh, Dungeon Master. He was getting all in with the voices and the sound effects and everything and really painted the scene fantastically. So it, it made it a really good fun. Do, but do, do you... I find it really hard. There's a couple of things with D&D. Like, the first one is there's a lot of Big Bang Theory D&D stuff which goes on, which I always, always makes me mm-hmm. think of. But do you remember the IT crowd episode where they talk about D&D or the D&D, the role-playing? You ever seen that? <laughs> That's remember. really mysterious. Uh, like if you, if I can't you remember that, that one. It, I'll, 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 mate, you need to go find that, that, that find episode that and watch it. It's not, it's not like a, a full episode about it, but those references are... If you said about Alan putting all the side effects in, I was just like, "What to go? That's ruddy mysterious." Like, <laughs> you know. So yeah, but yeah, I love D and D, man. I'm so pleased that you did it, and I, I said to you, and told Alan as well. As soon as you said Alan was DM, and I was like, "Alan's gonna kill that. He'll be so yeah. good as a DM." Yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew, I knew Alan would absolutely crush that. He'd done a cracking job. He really did. It was brilliant fun. It was great. Um, cool. So next thing I talk about is uh, back to myself. Uh, so I watched a film yesterday. So on a Friday night, I generally have a bit. We have a bit of a movie night round. My mums, the kids come round. We all sort of sit and watch a film together and you know, get a takeaway. And that's a nice sort of family evening. And um, we've been watching a lot of Marvel films. We thought let's have a bit of a break. And the Adam Project came out yesterday, which yeah. is the new Ryan Reynolds film. So starring Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, um, and um, Zoe Saldana. Salda- Sal- Saldana? Is that the name? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Close enough. Uh, Gamora. Anyway, we know who uh, you yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> so quite a, quite a Marvel cast in it, to be fair. Um, but it's basically the premise of it is. Um, he, the guy, this guy is a um, a time travelling fighter pilot, and he comes back to the year twenty twenty two, and he teams up with his twelve year old self um, for uh, to do a mission. Uh, I won't kind of do anything anything more than that. It's it's real. It's like it's family fun. It's adventure. It's time travel. It's silly. It's funny. It's great action sequences and brilliant special effects. It's not winning any Oscars. It's not winning any awards. It's uh, it's directed by Sean Levy, who did Free Guy, and did okay. the Night of the Museum films. I think those films. It's like that, you know. It's silly. It's fun. It makes you chuckle. You know, there's there's one one little bit. Where he's got a, he's got a gunshot wound, and he realizes that when he coughs, his gunshot wound farts. So every time he he goes. <coughs> <laughs> and it's just stupid stuff like that on there that had us all just apps just really really chuckling um so it's on netflix and and i would say it's it's well worth a punt it's really really good fun i don't know it's not even two hours long i don't think yeah um, it looked great i saw the trailer yeah. uh, last week and i was like oh when that comes out i'm giving that a watch yeah yeah there's there's one moment special effects are good apart from one particular moment and it's not a spoiler it's a time traveling thing it's a de-aging thing it's always the de-aging stuff that ruins stuff isn't it it has got some of the worst de-aging in it that i have ever seen in my life it is dreadful (laughs) it's like out of the 80s or something it's really bad (laughs) 
Have you seen it, Phil, yet? I haven't watched it. Do you know, I haven't even watched the trailer. I've been mm. so stuck into Battlestar trying to get through that so I can give the discs to you that I haven't yeah. even switched Netflix on. I only put Amazon on because you guys told me about Picard, yeah. at which point yeah. I then need to go and watch that, and then I haven't put it on again <laughs> since. I've just been solidly. And on a, putting in discs, what an irritation. Like, what an inconvenience. I know it used to be par for the course, but now it's like... Every time I get four episodes in, I've got to get up off the sofa, pull the disc. Oh my god! How <laughs> First did we live problems, like? Eh? How did we live like this in the past? <laughs> and then every time an episode ends, like it goes back to the menu and I have to click the next one, and it goes through. There's a bloke goes in. Oh, I'm the director of Battlestar, and I'm really pleased that you get to watch the older edition. <laughs> Normally, we master it in standard definition, so I don't ever get to see what it really looks like. It's one minute thirty seconds. I mean, I'm skipping it now, but. <laughs> you know, we all take for granted in Netflix where it says skip intro. Yeah. Oh my god, what I would give for a skip intro on Battlestar right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it is testing. like four times skipping through the like using the chapter skip, like one, <laughs> two, three, and then you get the copyright warnings, it's a disc, and it's like you get Oh the copyright warnings are the worst, man. Do you, do you remember it used to be that oh do you remember used to be a point where if you if you left it too long on a credits, it would hit the copyright warnings that you couldn't get rid of and you, the only option was basically get the disc out of the machine because it wouldn't let you stop it because it was in all the different languages. Did you ever get that far? Oh, oh. yes, I rem- yes, oh, I remember yeah. that. It was a remember. nightmare. It's like, do you remember this? the you wouldn't steal a car? You wouldn't steal <laughs> oh, a handbag. Again, IT crowd, the IT crowd one of that is amazing. The IT crowd version of that, the parody of that, you wouldn't steal a car. It's amazing. Watch it. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, stuff, I completely went on a tangent. The, the short answer is no, I haven't watched it. I don't right. know anything yeah. about so, it. I'm now going to watch it based on your recommendation. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy for Netflix and the, the future of online streaming. Yeah, that's it, mate. Don't Like I say, just don't, don't expect the earth going with medium expectations the kind of thing you'd go into a Fast and the Furious film with just expect to be quite entertained while you're munching on your popcorn I'll tell you what Craig that gives me the opportunity to do a seamless segue about what I, my mystery thing I was going to talk about Ooh. right so I think setting your expectations at the right point allowed what I'm going to what I watched rewatched for about the millionth time this week right as a, mm-hmm. uh, as a as a perfect perfect sleep. If you go in the wrong expectations about the movie I'm about to suggest, you will have a bad time. <laughs> if you go in with very little expectations, right, or the right expectations, you are going to have one of the best times. And that movie, and if you don't both know this movie, I think we can't be friends anymore, no. is Tremors. Oh, oh Tremors. God, Tremors. Kevin Bacon. Which is just oh. one of the greatest movies you'll ever watch. Even though it's not, but it is Did absolutely. They, isn't there five Tremors? There's, 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 there's five Tremors movies, or maybe there's I think there's six now, Phil. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, they follow sure Burt Gummer, the guy with the guns. Yeah, Latin, they follow Burt Gummer, the guy with the guns. One of them is really interesting. They do one. I think it's five. I think it's called uh, Bloodlines or Timelines. And basically, it goes back to the old west, where you see Burt's like original, like the guy who settled his in ancestor. the valley, his ancestor, <laughs> who's a pacifist and doesn't own any guns. And, and, and you see how, how they find the tremors and everything like that. And I was like, I absolutely love those movies because they're so bad, they're brilliant, right? I've only ever watched and, the first one. Never watched Oh, mate, one. they get they get so ridiculous. The second one, out. the second one, the tremors out. evolve, Craig, and they become yeah. arse blasters. So, you know, <laughs> what? I'm not, I'm not kidding you. They're literally called... They're, they are literally... I, I know. remember that. What's, I know. What's an arse blaster? Hey, it's amazing. They're called... I'm not kidding you. That's genuinely what they're called. Right. Well, that might be the third one. I could be wrong. 
No, third one's Shrieker. Oh, is it? No. Yeah, no, third one's Arse Blasters. Second one's Shriekers. Third one's Arse Blasters. Sorry, there you go. I remember Shriekers. I remember Arse Blasters. Tremors. No, arse uh, Blasters. But they've all got clever titles like Tremors 2, Aftershocks, and things like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, but honestly, I try to, to give them a really sophisticated not. title. <laughs> I kid you not, they called them Ass Blasters, and I was like, oh my I love this film even more. The fact they they named this variant of the Tremor an Ass Blaster. <laughs> I was like, a hundred percent, I'm in on this. If if you've never watched the Tremors movies, they are a monster movie that is so utterly ridiculous, but utterly brilliant. And there's a point where if you're if you're, you know, a lad and you like the action movies, da 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 da, or you know, lad, anyone who likes action movies. It's kind of things happen and people start dying and then like there's this one couple. It's Bert and his missus, and Bert is a bit of a nutter who stashes guns a lot and he's completely obsessed with guns. And uh, he has a bunker underground where these things live and they attack his bunker and it's one of the best scenes. Where you're just like this was so satisfying to watch, so unbelievably satisfying to watch. But yeah, love Tremors. If you haven't seen it, if somehow if somehow you've made it this far in life and not seen mm. Tremors or you're too young, so. Some of our listeners yeah. may not have seen it yet, but you've got a treat coming. Uh, Tremors is just a great movie and a, and a great mm. fun movie. And I'm, I'm hoping you guys have seen it. Well, you only seen it, so you yeah, guys yeah. have seen it. When you is guys, it? It's got to be late 80s, wasn't it? Late 80s? Uh, late 80s, early 90s. Probably yeah. early 90s, to be fair. Yeah, so yeah. I think, like, I think yeah. the most recent one is like 2012 or something crazy. Yeah, like they, they were making like, it until been, quite a while ago. They've been milking that brand for a long time. Yeah, Michael Goss, the guy who plays Bert, was in almost all of them, I think. He maybe wasn't in... He might have been in all of them. It's, uh, honestly, it's, um, they're a great series. Imagine he probably just, had to fund the sixth one. Yeah, <laughs> just watch them for being dumb. Like, and dumb fun, they're dumb fun. It's of the yeah. highest order. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. But oh my God, it's good fun. Might have to jump on and watch Tremors again. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Mate, oh, yeah. I, I, can too, I can tell you now, I can tell you now, Craig, you'll have more fun with Tremors than you will with Resident Evil because you watched that the other day. Oh, yeah. Let's, actually, we'll talk How, how many movies did you get through? How many? Uh, yeah, how, yeah watched... how many did you make before you quit? <laughs> yeah, let's start with that because <laughs> I'm a firm believer the first two are perfectly acceptable. I enjoyed the first two. but it, yeah, then, I, I would go with the first two aren't, then, aren't too bad. Then yeah. hit a wall for me and I was just like, oh. One and a half. I got One through. One and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even make it to the end of two. I mean, the first one was bad enough. That film is... But I don't care what you lot say. That is a bad film. <laughs> I love film. that film. It no, is it's a, a bad film. film. It is a bad film. It is a bad film. film. That's why it's great. Of, it's yeah, truly it is a bad film, but that's why I love it. I love it because it's, it's, it's bad. It is a perfect it's, representation of Resident Evil. Yeah. Like. It, what of a '90s computer game? Yeah, that is right. Yeah, look, the visuals looked about that. No, it's just it's it's not. It's harsh. terrible special effects, terrible acting, awful story, uh, bad screenplay. Uh, everything. There's nothing good about it. Um, oh no! That's, it, that's, was, uh, well, it was. Right, whoa, it was. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Whoa. Let me finish. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's mildly Sorry, amusing just... in certain places. Um, the uh, the jump scares are the most obvious jump scares I've ever seen. The most try hard jump scares in any film ever. Oh, they might um, as well have a, had a signpost listed for them. I'll it's, agree it's, with that one. Yeah, yeah. It's a positive. It's a positive four out of ten for me. It's so, bad. So I have to argue some points for Resident Evil. I have to argue mm-hmm. for. I have to argue for the amazing Red Queen chamber sequence. Which, although the rest of the movie, oh, okay. no, 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 yeah. that, that sequence yeah. is absolutely banging, yeah. and that I was defend good. that. No, that was yeah. really yeah, yeah, yeah. good. That was and to um, fair, is it Lance Reddick's really good in it as well? It's not Lance, Lance Reddick, mate. No, not Lance no. Reddick. Who am I thinking of? The British guy. Yeah, Colin, I don't know Colin what his name is, but it's not Colin Lance Reddick. I see no, I mean, yeah. We're back to Salmon. We're back to Salmon. There you go. Back to Salmon. Colin Salmon plays the the captain of the squad. So yeah, 
Uh, Alan's chiming in, Mr. Longfangs. Love that film. Me and Alan are in agreement again. I think but, yeah. at this point, but it's I will a three also defend, to one vote. I think you're just wrong, Craig. Yeah, I will no, also okay. defend. I will also defend. It has a fantastically good score, um, written by Marilyn Manson, who you know, it's like this. Oh no, the music was quite good. Did yeah, a banging job. Really atmospheric, well. really cool. Mm. And then you've got some cool, like a banging CD score of like music mm. if you're into metal. Um, but yeah. I, I, I genuinely thought it was a really fun, like fun, fun film. It was not like. Uh, a film where I went, all my friends, oh my God, mate, I've just, oh, it's a revelation. Resident Evil, oh my God, mate, you've got to see this film, mate. Oh, but, but I would say, oh yeah, get some beers never in, gonna watch be Resident that. Evil, was... that film slaps, you know. Mm. Like, I think, you, mate, look I think on, you look on Rotten Tomatoes, you look on the Metacritics, all that kind of stuff, and it, the average is about where I put it. It's like, it scores like 40%. Yeah, but you're wrong, and they're all wrong. I don't care. Everyone's wrong fun. apart from the three people on this podcast, don't they? Exactly. Lee C has says, but does it beat the Doom film? Well, well, that's, that's a tough one to call. The Doom Rock, so, <laughs> yeah, I, you know. And See, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly in agreement. This is, people say video game movies are bad, right? Okay, And I will, mm. for the most part, totally agree with that. And there are they some are. true stinkers, right? But the yeah. Doom movie, everyone rips on the Doom movie. But I have watched that with proper guilty pleasure, if you like. But I've watched yeah. it going, I don't know why everyone hates this. This is stupid fun with The Rock and big guns. I love it. Do you know, know what? Yeah. My favorite, and Carl Urban. Yeah, I was just that. about to say Carl Urban. Yes, yeah. Carl Urban. He's brilliant in it. And that that first person sequence gets a load of grief. I, I was going to say that I was that brilliant. Bit. When it drops into the first person, it just goes absolutely ham. That was yeah. the best part of the movie. I was like, why? Why do we hate this first person sequence yeah, so much? This is brilliant. This is Doom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it annoys me. But like, as a, as it is, it better than the Doom movie. That's a tough tough call because the Doom movie has the Rock. You know, mm. but Resident Evil has Milia Jokovic mostly naked. Um, on, on, <laughs> and on at certain points, completely naked. So, so yeah. you know, you've got to kind of balance it out here a bit. You know, you've got zombie yeah. Michelle Rodriguez in Resident Evil, but you've got Carl Urban in Doom. You know, mm. yeah. And you have Dexter from New Squad, or the guy for who was also in Lockstock with no legs in Doom. Because uh, yes, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, mm, true. Forgot yeah. about that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've got a lot of love for both of those movies. I will say on the Resident Evil thing though. So I've watched all of them. God knows how I've made it through all of them because oh, they get terrible. so, so, so bad. I mean, like, so, like, painfully bad to watch until I mean, the very just... last one. The very last one is really good. Like, mm. really good. I'm like, how, how did we get this far the into the series? The last and then one... you made a good film. What happened here? <laughs> the problem you know, is the last what? one starts terribly because it's straight off the back of the the one before it which is just horrendous because they just introduced mm. a load of characters because yep. like, oh this isn't working and people aren't really liking this we need to put more characters from the games in and they just <laughs> literally shoehorn them in oh we've just found this team of people to go in and rescue you and yep. conveniently it's all the characters that are missing yeah well so, lee says he loves the d p.s he loves the doom film well, he's and got uh, alan said he owns them all, all, all the resident evils <laughs> on dvd or vinyl oh, one of the yeah, two i own them on blu-ray <laughs> And I bought them on Apple TV, but, which is why Craig I was able to watch the first one. I, I genuinely can't make it for. I think it's like this one. It's episode four or five in the Resident Evil saga, the shit and I'm one, just like, yeah, the one and I'm the like, shit. oh my god, this is bad. Like, it's not. It's not even like you can. The special effects are bad. The acting is bad. The script was barely written, like by someone who doesn't mm, know how to write scripts script. and is maybe yeah. mentally three years old. You know, it is just. It's just bad, like so bad. There's a point where they literally try and remake a boss fight from the game. I think it's yeah. the Wesker boss fight, and they give yeah. him the same powers, and it does not. Wait, it doesn't work. That's no big surprise. It's it's painfully bad to watch. It's like watching someone play a video game really badly. Yeah. Like, but just 
Oh, just, oh, just don't watch it. it. Don't is, ever watch it. Part of it is with these films as well. Is I have no love for the Resident Evil games. Yeah, that does not. I, I, I don't. Problem. You know, it's. But I don't love them particularly. To be fair. Yeah, I mean, it's just I've got. There's no. I've, I have no kind of attachment to the to the characters or the settings or anything like that. I mean, one thing I will say about the first one, I did kind of like the whole the, the idea, the story behind it. You know, mm. it's there's a secret underground lab type situation you know virus spreading out i mean i just don't care about spoilers with a film like this for that long i'm sure it doesn't really matter um but yeah because you hate it so much you want to spoil it for anybody who might have watched let's, it. let's be honest yeah. spoiling resident evil is hardly the greatest cinematic crime no. we could commit is it no you know no, like certainly it's like not. certainly not things not happen zombies there you go yeah jobs yeah. are good and you know and i will say i agree with that the uh the the chamber into the AI thing, I think, was really quite cool. And um, the Red Queen was spooky as all crap. Like, because mm. there's something about, like, like well-spoken, like, little girls saying scary things to you that just is freaky mm. as all balls. Yeah, and there's that yeah, one yeah. great moment just before they terminate the Red Queen where she just she just turns and looks at her and goes, you're all going to die down here. And I was like, mm. that's scary. <laughs> I don't like that. that creepy it's like, it's girl like the thing. twins in The Shining, isn't it? Exactly. Like that might be like, Ooh. Yeah, well, mm, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not a level. I don't, like, don't, wrong. I don't yeah, think we can put them in the same. Yeah, no, right, but, but you yeah, know what I mean. They're the same idea. That level of creepy yeah. though. Feels right. They're on the same. They're playing the same game. Just one of them is playing yeah. it in a different. Yeah, different. One of them's playing the right. Playing it the right way. That's the difference. I will concede. Go on. As I say, I just literally one and two, and then I hit three, and I was like, bang. I think it's four that is truly awful. Though four is just like it's just like what? Whichever one where they're on the ship, and I think yeah, that's just. Be I'm glad. I'm glad we know which one it is, and we're in agreement that we did have a different that's one in mind. Yeah, so bad. Ship, yeah, don't ever, wa- ever like, watch it. Like, I think and that's a PSA to everybody. And it would have no relevance. Like, you wouldn't I, even. You wouldn't even. Yep, great, agreed. You could and start I, with number guy. five, and you'd have missed nothing. Yeah, I'm mm. that guy that says you should give it a try. Think for yourself. In this case, I'm that guy that says, do not do this to yourself. Do not <laughs> One, two, put three, yourself through this four. because it's so bad. Like you will hate yourself. That you wasted that. I've done it, so you don't have to. Do not watch that movie. <laughs> if they're on a boat, turn it off. Please, God, turn it off. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, just skip. I think it must be. I'm sure it's four. That's terrible. I mean, I think it's. I mean, I'm in two minds about whether you should even watch number five. I think maybe you should. Is five the last one? Or six the last one? I can't remember. Anyway, the last one's pretty good. And I, I, I looked through in terms of the critic reviews on these films because you guys were banging on about how good number one and number two was and how bad the other ones were. And I thought, and I thought to myself, surely they can't get any worse than these first. Oh, two they films. do. And I think. Oh, yeah, I think it was like I think it was about the forty percent ish. I think for the first one, then like thirty five or something for the second one, and then it got to like to like seventeen percent and like nine percent or something for the other ones. Going, it was like really going to the dregs, the bottom of the barrel for these other ones. <laughs> What Hence I don't understand I just, is uh, stopped. they got so bad that they're getting this, you know, nine percent review. How did they keep making them? Sharknado is supposed to be really bad, bad, isn't it? And people people so, like these hammy well, horror films, don't they? Yeah, but but I, I will. Okay, so let's just be let's be fair. I do not I do not tar Sharknado with the same brush as Resident Evil, right? I've not seen either. I'm sorry. The first I'm Sharknado is just that. terrible, mm. but it works because it's terrible, right? Mm. Um, then they know what they're doing and they go hammy, right? And then it's a different ball game. And Sharknado is dumb fun with a completely ludicrous concept. Like I said, I think it's three. It's either three or four where you end up with David Hasselhoff in space fighting sharks. (laughs) And and I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. There is David Hasselhoff in space fighting sharks in space. That sounds amazing. (laughs) 
it's everything you want it to be. You know it's going to be terrible. Yeah, it's everything you want it to be because it is so bad. It's brilliant, right? The, the concept is so utterly lunacy. It can't be anything but exactly what you expect from it. And that's why it works. Whereas Resident Evil, for almost the entire run, is trying so desperately hard to be like properly zombie scary and be this like proper gritty thing. And I think it was Kimmy was talking in our chat and saying about how they kept trying to make it like bring in characters in the game. You closer well, and closer but to they the get game, closer and closer to the game. And it's like, it just proves that games and film aren't the same thing and should never, never the two should mm. completely merge because they aren't the same thing. You know, one is an interactive experience. One is a, a completely passive yeah. experience. I think films are yeah. a great way of adding detail, adding mm. that extra way of exploring a game world. Like, you know, Lee on our, our Xbox group is very passionate about if Destiny do a TV series or a movie. And Lee, he was the law master that we had on that week. Yeah. yeah. If he if they were to make a movie that was based on the first Destiny game, it would be horrendous. If they were just to take a part of their lore, you know, one of the really interesting parts, and then just made a movie out of that that wasn't part of the game, that would be amazing. I think that's the, the pitfall that most game movie. We're going to right tangent here, look. We really that's are. The, yeah. that's, that's the that's pitfall why. that most video it's game tie-in movies fall into is they try and be the thing, that the game. Yeah, the game, and it's like I don't want. I like the world. I want you to explore this world and, and give me more to it. Yeah, I don't need the movie to be the game. It's like the, that's what I think where like if you look at more recent successes, Detective Pikachu and Sonic. I mean, mm. they did not try and just make a Sonic game because it, it would film it could be bloody awful. Oh, they did right, but they brought Sonic into a world and explored that lore and sort of found a way to ground it and make it real. It worked really well for Sonic. And then when you go to, to Pokemon, they just took the Pokemon concept, landed it in the real world, and went, "This is what it is." And and that's why it worked because it was mm. it wasn't like as someone going around catching Pokemon and trying to have battles, it was like, here's the world of Pokemon. You know you love it. We're going to tell you a story flashed out within that world. Uh, yeah, we'll add some stuff to it and we'll give you some bits and pieces. But it is fundamentally just, we've used the world to create a story and tell you that story. We haven't tried to make the game to you, you know, like, mm, mm. you know, and too many of those movies just try and prescribe, like, it has to have the yeah. things from Remember the, the Assassin's thing. Creed one with... Um, oh, Fast God, that's Girl. awful. Oh. Like that, you know, the worst thing about that is there's so oh. many good bits to that movie. Yeah. It never works as a complete thing because... It, it never has. It a has segments it. of genius almost, doesn't yeah. it? It's like there's a brilliant bit of action, and then it tries to string but it back to the string. Oh, it, it's bringing stop. all those bits from the game that you want, like where he suddenly has the eagle vision and stuff like that. Mm. You're just like, look, I get what you're doing here, but I just but want it's a story. not necessary in a movie. I yeah, want yeah. a story mm -hmm. here for first and foremost. And the worst bit about that is at that point, Assassin's Creed had some great story going on. Yeah. You know, like that whole lore and the app, the piece of Eden, all that sort of stuff, and just like, yeah, the, you, you've the got a, you've got a really it good has, cinematic story waiting for yeah. you, but you're too busy trying to shoehorn the game bits in yeah. right great cast and, great director you know it, yeah. it had everything i thought i really thought oh this is going to be a good video yeah. game movie Even the acting they, was good it was just yeah. what they were acting out and it was so <laughs> dull was it was so dull like mm. nothing happens in that movie of any worth and that's yeah, because they just keep trying to shoehorn in video game references mm. you know and that's on that that's where doom actually suffers because they don't talk about doom in the term of it's not demons from hell it's just monsters on mars and you know it's it's an evolution yeah. thing and it's like no demons hell do it mm. like go <laughs> yeah, in do it properly make it a doom movie you know <laughs> going full bore well yeah. so just to kind of move on a, on a bit of a bit of a different spin on this from, <laughs> from that tangent. talking yeah from <laughs> we've just been talking about uh you know um movie tie-ins of games uh something that's really i guess kind of quite renowned for being the opposite way around from taking loads of influences from movies and putting them into arguably one of the best games um of the past several generations which is grand theft auto 5 uh mm -hmm. so gta 5 it is releasing with a 
I'll say next gen stroke current gen version finally um, that people of have the been asking for quite a while. Getting yes. the jazzle. <laughs> he loved that term that you feel. If only Phil really knew what that meant. Uh, so the <laughs> yeah, somebody I've been told never to Google it. So uh, <laughs> I will pass that advice on oh, to the audience. Isn't he? Never isn't Google he cute? Uh, the uh... <laughs> pretending to be all sweet and innocent, isn't he? <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the new Still version coming out. It. It's got the it's got a 4K ray tracing mode, um, which is 30 frames a second, and then it's got a 4K 60 frames uh, mode as yeah. well. Uh, but both of those modes come with a, a, a really interesting bundled in feature, which is a mental pricing structure. Um, so <laughs> I was really hoping that was where you were going with that. I was really hoping that was exactly the, the way it was going to be delivered. Bravo, bravo, so, sir. Well thank, you, sir. thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, he held this so, back from us. I, I have no idea. I'm excited to see this. I have you not seen this? When he said we were going to so, talk about it, I was like, I'm not going to look. I'm oh, oh, Phil, bring, brace reaction. yourself. Brace it. So, don't, yeah. Are you sitting down, Phil? Just stay yeah. sitting wherever you do. Do I not am. stand up. If I stand up, up you'll just see my waist. Yeah. So Rockstar have brought out an introductory offer. On PlayStation 5 and on Xbox Series X. That's nice of them. It is nice of them. And that runs until June June the 14th. Okay? Uh, So it's three months. Right. So on the PlayStation 5, you can buy the full GTA 5 game, which is GTA 5 and GTA Online. And you can buy that for £8.75. If you want to buy it on the Xbox Series X, it's £17.49, which is 75% off on the PlayStation 5 and 50% off on the Xbox Series X. However, if you don't want to buy the full game again, you can just get the online experience, which if you purchase that on PlayStation 5, is free. If you buy that on Xbox Series X, it's £8.99. The full price of them will be £34.99 and £17.99, respectively, after that three-month period on both both platforms. Have, have you lost me yet? <laughs> Why is it more expensive on Xbox? It's a... It's, it's clearly... Platform. It's clearly a marketing deal, isn't it? You know, I mean, PlayStation has, for a very long time, with, with the exception, I think, of GTA 4, has been very closely tied with PlayStation, right the back from the point where GTA 3... I believe um, Rockstar went to Microsoft with that game and Microsoft said, no, no, it won't work. And it ended up being like the best-selling franchise ever. <laughs> so they kind of <laughs> dropped the ball on that one. But it's just... You know what? Um, mm. They did. One of the PlayStation announcements, one of the PS5 announcements, had the GTA upgrade. They announced it on the PlayStation mm. stage, but there was, n- there was nowhere to be seen on the Xbox. Mm. And I remember if you played GTA Online, on your PlayStation 4, you got a million GTA every bucks month every something. month or something yeah. if you're a PS Plus subscriber. Yeah, yeah. So there was obviously some backhander kind of yeah. marketing I don't, I, this deal. Point, I don't think it's a backhander at all. Sony have basically... Okay, it's a blatant and just slapped down like, the face with a large yeah, wad of wh- cash. Whacked you know? the cash and they went, money, yeah. He literally walked into the office and he went, bang, like that, and the cash just What he did was, Phil, he came in with a wet salmon and just... <laughs> and in the salmon's mouth there was a wedge of cash and as he hit him around go. the face with it, the cash gold plated wet the salmon as it was gold plated <laughs> wet salmon cash salmon love yeah. it cash salmon oh. bring in the cash, cash salmon <laughs> what did you up to last night well I got me cash salmon out didn't I <laughs> oh no that just sounds like something completely different Phil uh... <laughs> oh no <laughs> Oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh, hold back oh, the tears. No. 
I think you need to roll back your firmware, Phil. There's been an error. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, anyway, um, <laughs> going back on track, I do apologise for people listening to this. What a car crash. Um, for the cash salmon, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, stop. <laughs> stop it, Phil, stop it. Uh, the... <laughs> Oh, so anyway, surname Salmon. That's going to make it even more difficult when I see. Oh, so my question to you guys, uh, actually, just to get this a little bit back on track, was um, what? What are your thoughts on this model? So obviously, you know, we've had a huge amount of um, differences in terms of next gen pricing models. We've had the Xbox Series X and Series S with the um, smart delivery model, which is you know just automatically up game, up, upgrade to game to the next-gen version for free. Mm. We've had the £10 incremental um, charge Sony add-on. for the Sony ones. We've also had things like um, uh, Control, Control. they brought out yeah. the brand-new edition where they basically charge you for the whole thing again, even if you'd bought every piece of content before, and there was no way to even upgrade it. Um, so, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Do you, do you like this? Do you like the kind of introductory... Oh, I, I think my phone's frozen. Here we go. That's all right, Phil. I have a. Um, <laughs> there we go. I'm back. I have a question mm. before I answer that. Do you get a shark card with it? Do you get any in-game money? I doubt it. Online? I doubt it. I'm so glad. It was then it's a shark card. scandalous. <laughs> Absolutely scandalous. The shark cards are an absolute money maker for mm. Rockstar. That's where all their income comes from. They make millions from shark cards, mm. and I could kind of see like. You know, if it's 10 quid or whatever, but you get whatever the £10 equivalent or as most games that bundle some cash in there, you know, you pay £10 for the game. You get like 15 quid's worth of cash because you're buying into the game. And I guess it would be acceptable if that was there. But a £10 up, well, what was it? £17 on Xbox, sorry. £17 upgrade on Xbox for a game that's effectively an Xbox 360 game. And let's be honest, it's not like they didn't have everything in place on the PC already anyway. So they probably just copied half the assets across and then glossed it over with a bit of ray tracing and went, ooh, next-gen mm. upgrade. Mm. Be like the I mean, trilogy upgrade they did that was just absolutely horrendous. Oh, that was that was scandal. a joke, really. Yeah, yeah. it feels like the same thing again. It's just that mm. because GTA V is such a popular and successful game, they'll get away with it. But this is it a, just feels like that. It's a shareholder decision, it seems to me. You know, because at the end of the day, it, you kind of go one of two ways with this, I suppose. You go, right, we do a free upgrade for people who, who, who own it already, and then we have a new launch for a new game for people who don't. Um, that would buy you loads of goodwill with your, uh, you know, with, with customers and with your player base. But actually, yeah, you also turn around and go, hold on a minute. If I charge for it, people will buy it. They will buy it. And yeah, I, yeah, I've well. been hovering over the purchase button already, going, I, quite, I do quite fancy playing it again. Because it's such I'd a love great, to play I mean, through the story again. I'd yeah. love to play through the story again. At this yeah. point, I can't even remember the key plot points of it other than yeah. you go and rob people. So, yeah. I mean, Chris, I think you can be a lot more impartial because you never really played GTA 5. It's not your I thing. Finished five. I finished 5. I finished 5. Oh, I you finished it. I um, thought you didn't. Sorry. I thought you didn't no, play I, it. No, no, I, I, can, I can be impartial because I was mm. the guy who went, is that it? Oh, right. Yeah. Like, okay, because everyone it. goes, <laughs> oh, my God, GTA 5. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I, I played yeah. it and went, okay, it's all right. Mm. I enjoyed and it. I, I hate thing. to I hate to break you mid mid uh, mid sentence there, but Lee's just put whap out your cash salmon using that one. <laughs> sorry, 
Sorry. And I think, Alan, I think you're right. We've broken Chris. <laughs> I feel as like, like anyway. I feel like that cash salmon is going to be an ongoing comment moving forward. I tell, I'll tell you now, if you, if you, when you started talking about this and when you said something about does it come with a, if you had said cash salmon at that point, I think I'd be dead right now. I genuinely think I'd have died at that moment. I, I don't think I could have survived that. In all I had an overwhelming urge, but I desperately, desperately wanted yeah. to keep on topic as I already Genu- genuinely would have been the end of this whole episode. 100% cash salmon at that point would have been oh. If it came with a cash salmon, they could charge 100 quid for it and it would sell. <laughs> it was gold-plated. <laughs> Maybe they'll add that as a weapon in GTA Online. <laughs> the cash salmon. hit <laughs> people and money just comes out. Yeah, so yeah. like you, need, you, need, you need the regular salmon first and then the cash salmon as an, as an upgrade. <laughs> I'm sure. Can you? Is it GTA? You can get a swordfish. What games you can get a swordfish as a weapon? Oh, that oh, sounds probably... like a Saints Row game. Yeah, it's or, Dead, or Dead Rising. Maybe you can get a swordfish. Mm, I think. Yeah. Dead Rising. I think. Yeah, I think, I think uh, uh, Saints Row was the massive twelve-inch dildo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yes. like, probably about meter. <laughs> yeah, it's massive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, Chris, sorry, you were saying you you played through it, but you're a bit meh about it. Is it something you reckon you'll pick up? No, um, <laughs> for multiple that. reasons. For multiple reasons. Um, one, the Robin bastards. Two, mm. the Robin bastards. And three, <laughs> the Robin bastards. Um, forget the whole. Just let's, let's forget about the pricing difference right now, right? Let's talk about the fact that, as Phil says, this is an Xbox 360 game yeah. that they are now charging twenty quid. You know, on some cases, to, to upgrade to the current gen, and it's not like there isn't methods in place to deliver a next-gen upgrade without doing this. And it's not like Rockstar don't have more money than God at this point, mm. right? It's mm. like, they don't need to do this. This is just Rockstar going, we're doing this because we can do this, and you Muppets are going to buy it, you know? Yeah. Um, the thing is, Chris, right, you're in the minority. Phil, I know I am. How many times have you bought this game? I, I know how many that. times you bought it. Which, it's more times than Left Alive. Let's go with that. <laughs> He's bought it on the 360. Here's the I question. bought it on the 360. Here's the question. He's which bought is it on the shameful. Xbox One. I bought it on the Xbox One. Phil's also bought it on the PC as well. So he's bought it three times. I've bought it twice. I'm potentially going to buy it a third time. And I'd imagine Phil's potentially going to buy it a fourth time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get I'm, I'm in two minds because I think it will end up on Game Pass. Because what they'll do is they'll get, they'll milk everything <laughs> they can. Now they'll milk everything they can. Then they'll put it on Game Never. Pass. Because then people will go and buy shark cards for it. They'll, they won't put the game. They'll put GTA Online on the, mm. like, on the game. I mean, I, I, I think this is just Rockstar yeah, being cash cards. horrifically greedy. Yeah, of course and, it is. And of course they can get away with it. And I don't like it. But it ain't going to change anything regardless of what I say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I, I can't say that if it wasn't a game I loved, I wouldn't do it. But I think, you know, it just, it, it's just, it's it just... It stinks. It's, it stinks. it's a really poor practice. And the, the trouble with this is people will buy it, you're going to buy it, everything like that, and it will just give them carte blanche to do it again and again and again and Part again. Part of me does wonder yeah, if, if, we didn't, like, if we didn't do it, they soon realise it's a bad idea. You know? Yeah, but that will never happen. Like you said, it's yeah. the best-selling game of all time, probably. Mm. But also, part of me wonders if the trilogy was a bit of a you know, because all the reports came out, I think that probably didn't sell as many. Maybe they're just making up whatever <laughs> predicted shortfall they told the shareholders about. Milk it out. Yeah, didn't well, you know sell I mean, as many. Barely sold any, didn't it? Mm. That's what I mean. It, well, yeah, it was a complete sham. So I wonder mm. whether they obviously had a 
prediction I, of an yeah. influx of cash coming from that. Obviously, that yeah. didn't pan out. I was, yeah. up, so they've gone, well, just bang another tenner on the GTA price. I was actually going to bring that we'll up make as up well, the difference like, in no time. I was going to bring this up as well. Like The, the, the trilogy was un, 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 oh, absolutely universally slated by everybody, whether it be gamers, critics, whatever. Mm. Everyone was like, this is just bad. It's lazy. You know, it doesn't work properly. You know, um, It was a know, mobile it, port, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a mobile port. It wasn't even the original version mm. of the game. It was a port of the mobile version of the game. People were understandably really knocked off. This is on the back of you know, a rock star pulling all these mods for the, other, for the old GTA games so you could play them in like better modes, etc. Yeah. So, you know... Um, me and Alan agree again. Something's gone. Def- we've broken the matrix or something. The cash salmon's done it. Um, you know. So, uh, but you know, the problem here is like what you should be doing is seeing the way that that Rockstar operate and going. They've got lousy business practices. They don't give a crap about their consumers. They're just making money because mm. they can. And and unfortunately, people like you and Phil and loads of other people are going to go GTA Five in high res. Yeah, boy. Uh, you know, and that will be. Yeah. A, a, a I want to. I want to point out. It won't be that. What happened is Craig could be like, oh, "I'll play GTA Online. It looks amazing. You need to get on there, and then I'll buy it." Because so we're saying if you can blame Craig, Craig entirely, <laughs> like you know, oh, that's it. It's completely well, shirk on responsibility. Comment, I'd, like to, I'd like to think that Alan won't buy it, and we game <clears> share, so I'll have yeah. to buy it. Well, no, so Phil, you don't have to buy it. To that's buy the it. point. You now, don't, and done, you shouldn't. I do often want to play it with Craig. What you need to do, Phil, is if you want to try it out is get the free version on PlayStation 5, because you own mm-hmm. a PlayStation 5, same as I do. So I've already bought the free version of GTA Online. I'll be able to check it out and have a go, and, and I might play it for a little while and go, you know what, that's enough for me, and I won't need to go back in again. My, my problem hey, is, like is, 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 is it idea. can't be... It can't, like, you, raised the point, you raised the point about Destiny earlier, that being an Xbox 360 <clears> game, right? So this engine is from Xbox 360, mm-hmm. right? So there's only a limited amount of stuff they're going to be able to do to it to make it shiny. Yeah, 4K60. Oh, yeah. So what? There's only so much you can polish that turd, yeah? Yeah. That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's only only so many bows you can stick on a turd before you realise it's still just a turd. I mean, this isn't a turd. That's not fair to it. But you know what I'm saying? Like you say. It's the most amazing turd that ever came out of the 360, let's be fair. It's it's just this thing where you kind of go, how much can they do to it? Will it be worth it? No. Is it going to change anything about the game fundamentally? No. Is it worth 18 quid of your money? No. You know? Mm. Especially when they're giving it away to other customers for free. It's just crappy practice. This sort of stuff needs to stop. Part of me, I, so I do want to ask this question. So there is a lot of those super modded versions of GTA Five floating around on YouTube. Like you can mm-hmm. Google GTA Five modded, and there will be a million and one videos. And some of those, the the videos they do, look absolutely amazing. There's a comment like, coming. There's a comment so, coming. <laughs> so what I want to do, Phil, is I just want to wind back my previous comment. I think it's a really bad idea that you purchase the free version on the PlayStation 5 because if Alan said if I won't buy it but if Phil does then oh well I'll play it and due to my Elden Ring faux pas I'm obligated now to purchase that well played Alan well played I'll buy it now as I was going to say there is a lot of these amazing modded versions of GTA out there. You have to play them on the fly because otherwise it flags all their anti-piracy mm. install crap and you get your ID banned and you get put in your cheaters lobby and everything else. They give you the dunce cap to drive around in as well, don't they? <laughs> um, but it makes me, you know, you say how far can they do? I mean, based on what I've seen from some of these modded, those modded versions of GTA look better than some of the next-gen PS5 and Series X games coming out. So how far could they go? There is a lot of mileage in there, I think. The problem is, I don't think 
Rockstar will go that far. <laughs> so it there's, won't look as amazing as it could so, do because it's a yeah. I think there's, there's, there's the thing is I think a lot of the modding stuff is doing stuff over the top, not just adding graphics. They're doing actual mods at an engine level, which is why. Yeah, they're adding online. extra like details and things like uh, that. Light they're effects new... and stuff like that, right? They're mm. actually modding the engine to a degree. It's not just that, it's mm. new 3D models as well. Yeah. I mean, I've seen ones where they'll literally, they'll take, you know, there's ones where they've put like, you know, Audi RS6s and Lamborghinis yeah. and Ferrari 4, mm. 3, 4, 5, 8. I've seen the photo ones and that sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and mm. I think they're probably taking models from games like potentially Forza or yep. Project Cars and they're finding a way to import that model into the game. Mm. And then, like you said, they layer on top, like... The comrades like mm. sweet effects mods, I think they usually come under where they'll add new lighting, you know, new super yep. sampling, and all the oh, there you go. There's my phone dying again because I you need to charge this, Phil. You need or to just charge buy this. a webcam, Phil. Every week you have the problem. <laughs> At least that wallet. I did charge open. it up, but I forgot, so it only charged to forty percent. So that was probably the ten uh, percent warning. So if I just go black, you'll have to just. Like the yeah. screen just goes black. So oh, well, we'll we just have to disconnect it if it goes black. No, just, just, and, uh, but no, I think, have to I think, listen I, to me. And the I think you're comments. right. I think there is, there, is a, there, is, there is stuff they could do. I think what the problem here is, what, what will Rockstar oh. actually do? Mm. You know, and the answer <laughs> to that is be a as little as humanly possible. Equally, mm. you know, all of this stuff, it requires development time. We can't even begin to possibly try and understand the amount of development that goes into a game like that. I mean, we, mm. we can't. None of us are game developers. Yeah, there's, and, and I'd imagine it's a huge amount by a lot of people. And if they were to go and put all of this extra work into re-releasing GTA V with all these amazing new modifications, all this, that and the other... That's time that's being taken away from developing GTA 6 uh, or Red Dead 3 or, or whatever it might be. And again, what's what benefit will they get from putting all of that extra investment in? They won't get well, it. Well, if they're going to sell gonna it skip. again at 17 quid, at least they're justifying the 17 no, it quid. Will, it won't sell yeah, any more, yeah. will it? It yeah, will yeah, sell exactly the same yeah, because people right. love that's that game. That game has transcended... That transcended gaming, you know, it's everybody knows what it is. Everybody knows it. It sells. It's every week. It's still in like the top ten sales every week. I think the only other game to outsell it is Minecraft, and that's on like every every platform known to man, nearly. Um, yeah. You know, and the only game that's been re-released more than it is probably Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's well, uh, yeah. Like seven, so, so nine but it, it, okay, so this, 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 this is another point. It's like talking about GTA Six, right? So. Sorry, oh, sorry. A comment come in from uh, Ryan. So he says, "There's a webcam for nineteen ninety nine, or is that out of Phil's price range?" <laughs> oh my god! I can guarantee a webcam for nineteen ninety nine would be significantly worse than what I'm currently yeah. using. Uh, the software they... to make this work cost twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> Craig, Craig, you've done a good job raising that lad. Oh, I really have. <laughs> you just got owned by a twelve-year-old again, mate. <laughs> oh man! But um, I was going to say, I'm going to need a week off after this. So we go, we go, we go to uh, to, to the GTA marker, right? GTA Six, right, is coming. We know this. I've said it. Wouldn't you rather just spent time making GTA Six better than just re-releasing GTA Five unnecessarily? I don't. I don't think that. They really play. Who's to say that even Rockstar have done the upgrade on this? The work Which really is probably, worries me. <laughs> well, the work is probably already done because all we're going to get here is effectively PC, a, PC a, a tweaked PC version. You know, the the textures were done. Everything there was. It's already been re-released on PC. I mean, arguably now they're saying that there's a 4K ray trace mode. So ray tracing will have been something they'd have had to add in, which potentially that development 
like you know that development could have been you know already going on for GTA 6 we, we just don't know do we um yeah. and I, mean, I completely just are... just uh, Ryan's just mentioned it there I don't know why I said he's 12 he's 13 nearly 14 so sorry Ryan <laughs> he said I can't believe you don't know his own son's age <laughs> to be fair Craig yeah, yeah that, was, that, that was that was bad yeah, that was yeah bad. sorry mate yeah. <laughs> don't tell your mum <laughs> Mate, I think the cat might be out the bag on that one. Oh dear, 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 dear. dear. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I think yeah, I think we've milked that subject to death on that one. But um, Phil did have a little something he wanted to bring up uh, um, at the end here. There was a little article that came up um, around Dis- about Disney Plus, wasn't it, Phil? Yeah, Take I, I shared away, this man. one again with the group because this one absolutely triggered me. I was mm. it's just such a ridiculous concept. So. Um, as we're aware, Disney obviously owned Marvel and all the rights to it. And previously, Netflix had a range of Marvel. So uh, Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, you know, very kind of graphic and you know, very aimed at an adult audience. And they are now making their way over to Disney Plus as of the March the 16th. And the PTC, or Parent Television Media Council, is speaking out against Disney um, in... <laughs> Basically, they don't think that those should be on Disney Plus because Disney is a family-friendly brand and it will damage Disney's appearance. I'll tell you and, you what, know, I, I feel, I've got to say, I bet you those people on that council do not play Thirsty Sword Lesbians. From, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> you, know? you know what happened here is the PTC didn't receive their cash salmon in yeah, relationship. <laughs> And that's why this article's come up. Sorry, but sorry. Thing, this article's right? so, so ridiculous, I had to derail it instantly. So, you know. yeah, so, so Disney Plus has got, um, it's got Aliens. Prometheus and Aliens and stuff yeah. on it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I it's wanted got to point out. horror films on there. I, I want to point out. So, as of what was it? Oh, I think it was February the something last year. They bought Star, didn't they? And put that on, which mm. has like all the Die Hard movies. Mm. And there's proper like 18 so 20th stuff Century on Fox there. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Loads of 20th Century. So what happened when Star went on there? Where were the PTC to complain about um, Sons of Anarchy going yeah. on there? I mean, that's not mm. exactly child-friendly. I mean, nothing in that TV series is child-friendly. No, 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 no. So I suppose it maybe it's because it might, it's probably because it's got the Marvel label, and a lot of people who don't understand the world of comic books, video, all the stuff that we like, think that comic books and graphic novels are for children. And they shouldn't be adult, which, as we know, that isn't the case. Um, and because when they first started off, they were for kids, those kids grew up and wanted more out of them. So they evolved and became a different type of media, which is an adult type media. You I'd know, just like to quote what they said. <clears throat> the company's eponymous platform, Disney Plus, is log- has Disney, sorry, platform Disney Plus, logically marked itself as a family friendly streaming service, and parents have placed their trust in Disney to deliver just that. Was it even family friendly when it launched? Yeah. It yeah, was, it was yeah. very it was to be fair, at the launch it was probably where it was like the most sanitized it was. Yeah. And then okay, they started enough, yeah, I suppose they gradually added stuff. They started in, to right? add stuff in, they, you know, and then I think with Disney buying basically everything in entertainment, like <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus is always going <laughs> to yeah. grow to be like more than just Disney movies. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's but you know, 
it, it, it's, it's thing like like Craig said. It's, it's stupid. It's a stupid argument. It, it proves they've never been on the service, or if they have, they've not paid any attention to what's on the service because mm. Aliens is on there, Prometheus is on there. There are other very adult films on there. I mean, like, it's not there's not there's not filled with adult films on there. Don't get me wrong, you know, like you know, his content likes these cash salmons. Yeah, you know, but you know, go. I've got another one for you. It seems wildly off-brand for Disney Plus to add TV, MA, and R-rated program to this platform ostensibly to increase subscription revenue so what comes next adding live striptease performances in fantasy land at disney world now you see what? i'm all i'm all for that i was like you know this article land. seemed right. this article seemed like okay look i get where you're going you know and then that line and i basically just wrote off the arse, like you're an absolute bunch of see you next tuesdays you just <laughs> feel <laughs> Phil, I'm sorry, Phil. but they just like Phil. that comment oh, literally my. destroyed. That was one hell of a cash article. salmon. Yeah, <laughs> you dropped the dropped the big fat cash salmon there, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> Jeez, Oof. I mean, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm just... not going to disagree with your statement, Phil. I'm just, you know, they, just... maybe with maybe with 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 Craig's son listening, it maybe wasn't the best <laughs> acronym to use. Is all I'm going to say, you know? Because hey, either I... Craig's Craig's son Brian? knows what that means. Please and don't Google that if you don't know. Or what it means. he's going to ask his dad after this. <laughs> what did Phil mean when he said that? And you'll be and Craig will be like, well, I'm, I'm um, sure. I'm sure yeah. he knows. He's 14. I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to kill. Nearly 14, Craig. Let's get it right. Come on, man. Craig's I'll get there digging eventually. his own grave here. Digging his but, own grave. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, it's just... It's, Wait, you it, should yeah. look forward to that 15th birthday card you're going to get this year, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we teach him to drive a year too early. Yeah. Technically, yeah. <laughs> technically, it'd be of legal age to watch The Matrix in your eyes, mate. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he uh, has, but... It'd be he has already watched that, yeah. It's because yeah. that, that's because it's a great movie, you know. You can, te- you can definitely oh. see. I mean, I can picture the people who've written this post, and they're definitely those people who, you know, they're like climate change deniers um, and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. flat earthers and stuff like that. You know, people who have zero common sense um, and, and, you know, don't don't have uh, completely out of touch with reality. But zero the other common fact is, sense with flat earther. What are you yeah. talking about? What are you I know you love about? a good flat earther, don't you, Chris? I hate them. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> they're, entertaining. they're entertaining. Oh, God, yeah, but oh my God. But, yeah. Uh, the, the other fact of the matter is that when they launched all this star stuff on, one of the big things that they made made a huge deal about was you can now create a pin on your account. So if you go into the adult account, you can watch the adult content. If you're not on an adult account, you watch the child content. Um, so you know, I've got a um, you know, I've got a um, uh, my account has obviously got the the pin code on to watch all of the, the you know the stuff that's over fifteen or over twelve or whatever. Um, and I can't even remove it now. It's like it winds me up because I've got to put the bloody pin number in every time. But yeah. Yeah, it's just. Well, that's the, so the other part of this article, which they almost gloss over, let's be honest, is the fact that Disney have do, are doing a massive upgrade to their parental controls. Mm. So they are adding in that level of control where you can set whether it's a PG or whether it's a 12 mm. or it's 15 on specific accounts. So you can have both of your sons who are different ages, and the, by the sounds of it, you can have different ratings for each mm. one of them so that they get the appropriate level content, which is, I mean, that's a really detailed and in-depth parental control on there and uh, just 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 to be just to be a little bit of a like a cynical old git um yeah Please surely do. <laughs> never yeah i mean it's, it's, i know i know it's really off brand for me right i will I, not hear it yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> really off brand for me but like don't you just find that like there's this this is if we're back to this other thing of like isn't this just people not taking responsibility for what they let their kids watch mm-hmm. you know 
Like, it's a way to not take responsibility. Yeah, it's exactly. It's oh, just Disney's the a safe platform. To Disney it's fine, they're works. watching that. It's yeah. Disney's fault that they've put adult content mm. on the platform and I haven't vetted it to make sure that it's safe for my child. It's the same kind of people who let their kids play GTA or let their mm. kids play, you know, or watch, watch, you know, horror movies or listen to Slipknot or whatever, yeah, where there's some graphic language and they go, well, he used bad language in that and I wasn't expecting it. it oh, but there is a parental advisory on the front of the album. Oh, yes, but I didn't expect to have those kind of words in it. It's like, well, what words did you expect to have in it? You know, mm. he wasn't going to be reciting Mary had a little lamb, was he? You know, mm. no, they expected like... the phrase cash salmon in there, didn't they? <laughs> no one expects a cash salmon film. No one. <laughs> no one expects the cash salmon, damn it. <laughs> oh, I've got Monty Python in my head now. Yeah, oh. nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Monty Python. Do you know, oh, oh. on a complete tangent, that just reminded me, one of the highlights of my, like, like introducing someone to Monty Python. Some of my friends, a bit younger than me, never really knew Monty Python. We watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is arguably oh. the best Monty Python film that it will come down to either like Life of Brian or Holy Grail more generally. Mm. Right? And, um, and we're sitting there watching it and uh, it gets to the end. And if you've seen Holy Grail, you know how it ends, right? Obviously, you see guys seen Holy Grail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So oh, the very yeah, end yeah. happens, you know, where like you go through the whole thing and they're all adventuring and then all of a sudden, the cops show up and, and like put everyone in the cast and, and, and just the look on two of my friends' faces were like <laughs> what? Like the film just ends right they're just like and yeah. it's like yep that's it that's the end that's, that's the that's, end yeah yeah there's, that's how there's, there's no after credits scene and that finishes yeah, it off it just there's, 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 there's like me and my mate Paul just dying of laughter watching these two people just like not know how to react to the, the cops bundling after these knights into a car to <laughs> drive up at the end of a film. Fantastic. Oh, it's a bit jarring, isn't it? Much like the end of this podcast, very jarring. Very not as jarring. jarring as a cash salmon. Cash salmon. <laughs> so uh, I guess all that's left then is it's a cash salmon from me. It's a cash salmon from Mr. Rats to Tweets. Cash salmon. And it's a cash salmon from Mr. Phil. Cash them up! 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 Cash them up!